It is officially Christmas season. Woo! Christmas? Christmas, you heard me. No. Because it's November 1st. No, it's Thanksgiving. Alright, fine. It's officially class. Holiday season. Holiday season. We're, we're getting we're getting into it. Uh, no, I uh, I'm just not willing to jump that far. I'm I'm jokingly saying Okay. Christmas season. As Although I love, not, as long as you're not serious, then we're we're good. Although I love Christmas, it is yeah. Thanksgiving season. We have to give Thanksgiving the respect it deserves. It's the most sacred of football holidays, so yeah, we have to respect Thanksgiving where it's due. Yes. But um, yeah, it's Tuesday. We're here in Provo, Utah. It is. Basically, the eye of the hurricane, where, well, I guess the eye of a hurricane is technically the most calm part of a hurricane. Yeah. What I meant to say is we're right in the middle of a tornado, maybe, of sports. So we got World Series. We, we just got, got a ton of stuff going on. Yeah, we got yeah. Game Three tonight, World Series. Astros Phillies, that's tied at one. Yeah. NFL weekend just happened, obviously. College football weekend just happened, obviously. NBA, NHL started up. NHL, NBA, we're maybe about eight, nine games in. Yeah. And college basketball. Monday. Starts next Monday. Yeah. That is crazy. I, you know, watching the BYU blue and white scrimmage got me super pumped for for college basketball so yeah, i guess we're not way. we're close to the middle of the tornado because college basketball hasn't started yeah but will college basketball start when the world series is still going on or no because i think if it uh, were to go it depends if it goes to game seven i think it goes until saturday game seven Game seven starts Sunday, college basketball. So if there's game seven for the World Series, it's on Sunday, and college basketball would start then the next day. What a transition. That would be awesome. So we're going to obviously talk a little football. We're going to recap both college and NFL. We'll talk a little NBA, maybe brush on the World Series a little bit, and then we'll do a little – College basketball. A little college preview. basketball preview. And me and Ben are still deciding whether we do a full in-depth episode of that. Yeah. Um, Titus and Tate-esque. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we'll just uh, – I don't know. We'll play it by ear. So let's start us off with our picks. Me and Ben, we're both two for three, I believe. Basically – Wait, did you get two? I thought you got one. All right, I'll, I'll just go over my games and then we'll we'll okay. see because I'm not sure either. So, I said Ohio State minus fifteen. Nope. Barely no. Yeah. Oklahoma He's minus one and a half. Yes. Yes. You got that. Oklahoma State. I won't even talk no, about that game because it was embarrassingly bad how bad yeah, my yeah, take yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wake Forest at Louisville nope. also was embarrassingly again, again, bad. Again, when you said they were embarrassingly bad, I also, like, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I countered and was on the other side of it. 
You did. I was going to reveal this later, oh, but okay. I'll reveal it now. Sorry. I will gift you two points. No, don't do that. I don't, I need, I don't need. No, you. I need, like, all clap. No, no. I have to gift you two points for that because you were firm. If it was barely, then no. Okay. Right? But the fact that I was so wrong by 20-something points and, like, 30-something points. I feel bad for the Louisville one because, like, I just was kind of like, I think this is a more fun and I just sort of, like, feel like this is going to happen. But, like, I wasn't expecting that. Fine, fine. We'll, we'll call it one point. You get one free point. No, 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 no. That was just a, like, no, I'm taking the two points. Oh, oh you're, you're, you're taking the two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at first you were against – at first you were against – any but then, points but then I, now? Then okay. I came around to it. And then you came around. You know what? You need it anyway. So Yeah, I do. Um, uh, but my, my point was that, like, it's nice that I got the two points, especially for something like that, because, like, I didn't. It weren't. You know, like, I just didn't think anything. It was, it was so off. I, this is, has been my worst week ever. I think, obviously, for this college football season, and just, I think, ever. I was so confident. In Oklahoma State, and I was so confident in Wake Forest, and yeah. they let me down. So, yeah, um, I was yeah. I only have one point. That leaves me at a total of twenty two for the season. Mm-hmm. I believe you were two and three, correct? I was. So uh, the ones that I had um, were I did not get UCLA Stanford, uh, which that shouldn't have been not. that much of a shock to me. I don't know why I even did that, to be honest. But it's all right. I had the most infuriating not getting West Virginia versus TCU because <laughs> TCU decided to throw a touchdown well, with 29 seconds left on fourth and one when they could have either just kicked the field goal or just run it up the middle for two yards and then kneel. But no. It's a, it's a different game we're playing than them, that's for yeah. sure. I got – so that's 0-2 right there. Then I got Notre Dame versus Syracuse. I I nailed that one. Felt yeah, good about that one. That's a good one. Uh, so that was one and two. Um, and then Michigan State versus Michigan. I got that one barely. The spread was twenty three. Michigan won by twenty two. Um, <laughs> it was and then, as close as you can get. And then Texas A and M Ole Miss unfortunately was a push, so I didn't win that. So you I had Texas A and M plus three, they lost by three. So you had two. Yeah. Plus, plus the two. two. That So I'm now one behind. You're one behind, man. Yeah. I'm at twenty two, right. you're at twenty one, yeah. Okay. Uh yeah. I've I've been keeping cool. track. I've been cool, keeping cool, track. Cool. Don't worry. Don't worry. But yeah, let, let's let's talk let's talk a little college football then. Let's do it. Um well, what stood out to you? Stood out to me. Um, this honestly didn't really stand out to me, but as a BYU fan, we have to address that we lost to ECU, yep. which is not necessarily a bad loss. And we lost off a last second field goal, but there's so many underlying issues it is that when you we lose will. Every week. Yeah, we were winless in October. Yeah. So we will now move on from. That yeah, that has been addressed. Oh, can I? Um, if we're talking about our bad football teams, can we? Um, can we clap it up for the fact that UVA versus BYU 
last year. You remember that game? Mm-hmm. In the second quarter, right? Yeah. UVA scored five touchdowns in the second quarter. Yeah, and they put up 35. Game. UVA scored six touchdowns, so one more in the whole month of October this year. So I say we clap it up for Tony Elliott and his staff for destroying one of the best offenses in football and making it uh, the worst with your same quarterback, all your wide receivers. Um, so congratulations to him. I will Great say job. that that Miami game, even the Syracuse – or not Syracuse, um, who did UVA play the week before? Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. They can't catch. No. They, they, they it's like throw. they wash their hands with butter. They can't block. Uh, this past week, there were some drop passes, like easy drop passes, of course, because those are uh, – with, go without saying. Brandon Armstrong looks broken. Um, the blocking's bad. And I've always been under the, the thought process of how can you blame the coaches for players not executing. But I feel like you get to a point where it's like all these guys who used to be good are just randomly not good. Like, I feel gotta like that's, got, that's got to go on the coaches at some point. There's there's something under the surface. Yeah, I just think – I don't have good vibes about this Virginia football program even under Tony Elliott. I'm giving him a shot, but he's going to have to turn around things in recruiting, um, execution. I'd love good. for him to hire new offensive staff as a whole after this year, but who knows? I'm going to give him time. There's always a one-year buffer. Yeah. You have to give the one-year buffer. Yes, you have to give the one-year buffer, which can be annoying because some guys just don't need the one-year buffer. Yeah. Um, but next year is going to be a down year for UVA anyway. It's really – he's going to have three years. Um, year three, there needs to be some progress, some legit progress, plus um, looking up for year four. Like there has to be – you know, you can go six and six and year three – um, if you think that you have a good shot of winning eight, nine games the next um, year. But if you're not and you're not recruiting well and you're not – things aren't looking better, he may be screwed. And then Virginia will get another new head coach who won't work. And then we'll just do this forever. So, yeah, anyway, we don't have to talk about – All right, no, now, now we've, got, we've gotten that out of our system. So, yeah. I'll tell you a few things that stood out to me and let me know what you think. Yeah. Um. Probably the first thing for me was Kansas State. That was yeah. that was they won forty eight to nothing. How are you a Big Twelve team and you don't put up any points, right? So um, Kansas State must either have an elite defense, or Oklahoma State had an off day, or Oklahoma State just isn't as good as we think, yeah. or Kansas State was just on one last Saturday. So. Um, that stood out to me. Iowa put up 33. Wow. They, they put up 33 on, Northwest, on Northwestern. God, that makes sense. So it makes sense. Northwestern's not even a Division One team. Yeah. Um, let's go. Tennessee is very good. I don't yes. think that's anything yeah. crazy. Like, I think they are legit. Where before it felt like they're a good team in terms of, like, their top five. Like, I think they are – you can make the case that they – I don't think you can make a definitive case that there's anyone definitively better than them right now. Yeah. They are very much in that top group with – them, Georgia, and Ohio State, I think, are 
are the three teams right now with with Bama looking on the outside, um, with Michigan, Michigan as well. I'll yeah. throw them in there. Um, I think those five are the best with maybe a little drop off between one, two, and three, and four and five. You think you, you think that there's there's definitely reasonable? a tier. There's definitely I think I think tier one is Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, tier two, Bama, Michigan, and then maybe I think other people. Yeah, I right. I'm not even confident playing them in that. Yeah. Um I and then so that that was a not only did they win, but they won big. They they yeah. definitely proved themselves to be the top team. And then probably the other noteworthy thing, you know, we could nitpick all we want. Yeah. The biggest thing to me was USC squeaked one out against Arizona. And yeah. I say squeaked it out. They won by eight. They put up 45. Caleb Williams threw for five touchdowns, whatever. Like, he's so great. Blah, blah, blah. Caleb Williams this, Caleb Williams that. Um, but USC's and, – and it doesn't surprise me. I, I don't think they're great. They're in the 10 to 15 range for me. Mm-hmm. I think they're maybe a little high, yeah. but Arizona used to be a laughable program. Like two years ago, like they were the worst P5 team maybe during COVID. Last year they weren't good, but I felt like they maybe improved. I think they've got a good coach there. Yeah. I think they got a good thing going. So I think maybe not blowing them out isn't necessarily like – it's not – it's not, it's not terrible. It's like it's very similar to Georgia and Kent State earlier this season. Where yeah, Kent State really brought it to them, but and I, I would even like Arizona's much better than Kent State for sure. Like, Speaking of Kent State, shout out the MAC conference, which mm-hmm. we are watching currently live. We are live streaming. We're not live streaming it. We're live yeah. reacting to Kent State playing Ball State right now. Yeah. So, shout out Kent State. Shout out the Golden Flashes. Um, yeah. Those were probably the biggest storylines to me. I mean, Ohio State, they won like I thought they would yeah. um, by two possessions. Um, I think I said 17, actually, when I was making this prediction for the spread for my pick. Um, TCU... Um, Looks pretty good. I actually thought West Virginia could have won that. But, again, West Virginia, yeah. they're just one year away, I think, from being a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, and then They're going to need to be for his for their coach's job. Probably, yeah. So. And probably the last thing I say is Illinois. They won 26-9. to nine. They're, they're ranked 17. They're good. I, they beat Nebraska – I don't know. I mean, they're. I don't know if I really call them good. They're not bad, but seventeen. I mean, they're probably higher now since the rankings. I think they're sixteen now. Okay. In the college football, yeah, rank playoff rankings. Yeah, which I guess we'll address that. Nothing's really shocking there. No, we don't even fully need to. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and it doesn't. None of it matters right now. Yeah, nothing matters right now. But Illinois has not really been tested. They they, and they still won't be until I mean Purdue's a pretty decent team. They play Michigan. They play in Michigan, and I think they are going to get absolutely slaughtered in the big house. I they literally just have not played anyone, and I I think they're just. Pretty decently coached, and they play a smart game. I think Minnesota is not a bad team. 
Yeah, I mean, and these teams aren't bad. You know what Illinois is? They're like, uh, they're... They're the new Iowa team. They're Iowa. And I was also going to throw in Wisconsin. Yeah. Of like, like in terms of that sort of... They play the same style. Well, because, I mean, the guy who created Wisconsin-style football is the coach yeah. of Illinois in Brent. Bolima. Uh, Billima. Billima. Or, or Bolima. Or I think it's Billima. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think they're well coached. Um, I do think that the schedule plays a lot into the success that they've had. But I think they're the kind of team that can they just they handle business and then when they play someone more talented than them, uh, it doesn't work out. And and I would you know, I'd love to be a fan of a team that did at least that this year. They're just very smart. I just don't think they're as good as No, they don't they don't have they're a top twenty five team, I think. But I think they might end up being, especially after, yeah, Michigan. I I, I struggle to see Michigan not winning that game, um, in a somewhat easy fashion. Yeah. But but those were the biggest storylines to me. Yeah. Most of the top teams won. Uh, there weren't really any big upsets. I mean, it, it looked like Penn State. Uh, could have. They had a shot for a little bit. Ohio State's just better. And, you know, I'm not going to get too concerned about Ohio State in this game either. Because, like, you're going to a whiteout in Penn State and you win by 13. That's just sort of what you're supposed to do. No, it was exactly. as good as yeah. that. No, that's um, – I was not expecting anything less. I think – I think especially – I was expecting Penn State to put together a better effort um, than when they played Michigan. Yeah. Because I think there was a lot of embarrassment, a lot of skepticism of James Franklin, their coach, and the fact of why are you recruiting as well, like almost as well as teams like Ohio State and Michigan, yet you can't even look like. I mean, no one's asking that you beat them. Yeah. But it's like we're asking, not me, I don't care, but people, <laughs> we, people ben, who ben care are asking you to – be competitive with those teams. And they weren't against Michigan. It was a bad look. They took a lot of heat for it and they came out and responded and played like they should have. Yeah. So Which is a good which is a good look for both. It was a Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought a, it just was like Penn State is a top fifteen ish team. Um the Michigan game was just a bad game probably. And I think what you take from it is Ohio State is still in that top tier. And then, yeah, as you said, I'm just going to add on about Tennessee. I think I was going into this going, eh, I don't know if Tennessee has got a shot of beating Georgia, really. Um, I I would make that – I think that game's almost a, a coin flip. Like, I think it's, it's – I would say tight. the same. I, I would say definitely – They have just as good of a shot of beating Georgia as they – as I thought they did beating Bama. Does that mean it happens? I don't know. Um, but I think it's a very close game. Well, last week I was giving the edge to Georgia. I think we both were. I think we yeah. both were. I think now it's that edge has gotten smaller, and now it's more like a coin flip, like you said. It's very 50-50, very on the fence. I just can't wait for that game. That's yeah. going to be an And awesome I'll, I'll have game. the first pick, right? Because you picked first last time. And there was the Ohio State, yeah. So Yeah, so I'm not going to spoil any picks, but I'm just going to say I've got that first pick, 
and Georgia's favored by eight and a half. So I'm not going to say anything, but a little, well, a little bit of a, a alluding well, to what my first pick. Was. Well, we'll see what the uh, what the line looks what the like. The line on looks Friday like, or whatever. yeah. yeah. Um, it could be, cha- it could have changed. Yeah, I might be tempted to go with it either way, but yeah. So, anyways, anyways, speaking of football, it's, NFL. Let's go NFL. Um, Our picks. So my, I'm just so bad at locks Trash. of the week. Dude, mine's bad too. What is what is up with? Anyway, let's just let's just talk about the main highlights here. Um, it's it's your turn, your turn. What were some things that okay. stood out to you? Um, what stood out to me is just the continued mediocrity of some teams that you expect a lot more from. Examples: Rams, yeah, Buccaneers, yeah, Packers. Those three we talked about those last week, right? Yeah, I think. I we're just gonna have to accept they'll stink. <laughs> they do. They're they're not good. Um, Tampa Bay still has a shot. Heck, they probably have over a fifty percent shot of finding a way to get in the playoffs because that division's so bad. Green Bay might be screwed, and same with the Rams. I think. Um, I think you when you have teams, or we have players. These teams have players like Tom Brady. Like Aaron Rodgers, what Math? Now Matthew Stafford, uh, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, whatever. You have yeah, these really good players. I think other teams, other coaches are figuring out. I think they've always have been able to figure out how to stop these guys. Yeah. How to stop Aaron Rodgers? How to stop Brady? How to stop Aaron mm-hmm. Donald? Whatever. Um, but you can only do so much to strategize because they were so good. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers is gonna. You can cover your guy, the the receiver, so well, and Aaron Rodgers is going to put it exactly where the receiver yeah. can have a chance at it. Yeah. So it's like, wow, it's not even like our coaching can help. These players are just fantastic. I think it's gotten to the point where that's caught up to them, where it's like these these strategies are actually working because they're not as good as they used to be. Um, and I think there's a level of expectation that's like, I should be better than this, or our mm-hmm. team should be better than this, and it causes frustration. You see that the Bucks, for yeah, sure. and and the Packers. I feel like the Rams have been silently that way, but like I don't, you don't see them being all pissy. <laughs> being yeah, you very, see Aaron Rodgers basically talking very about whiny, how, very yeah, childish. You know, as Aaron Rodgers has done, you know, he hasn't. It's been a decade plus since he's been to a Super Bowl. It's never his fault. It's everybody else's fault. Always, we know this about him. <laughs> um. When things don't go well, he turns into a baby. Um, and with that being said, my takeaway is uh, I, I like your take. I think my take is it shows in the NFL. I think it's truly like a like this is what the salary cap does. Yeah. The Rams couldn't pay Ram- everyone. Well, yeah, because the Rams couldn't pay everybody. They traded. They have no picks ever again. Apparently, because <laughs> they just traded that they gave them all the lines <laughs> and other teams just so they could sell out and you know what good for them they won the super bowl they they, they, they did what they should have yeah, done yeah they did a short term investment yes with that being said it paid off. they can't afford a an o line that's their <laughs> problem right now is stafford drops back and he dies immediately that's that's why they're not very good um and, and you know with the packers 
Aaron Rodgers need to get paid, as he should. Um, which brings it, I'm going to try to remove my bias, but I think it is hard to complain about how your receivers stink when you couldn't, you had to get rid of Devontae Adams so that you could make your quarterback happy by paying him way more, um, and he's still not happy. It's like, I don't really, you know, at least with Tom Brady, he takes pay cuts so that they can surround him with a lot of talent. Rodgers doesn't do that, and he seems to not be. I mean, we've had this discussion where the where the Packers, like, it just feels like their strategy. It feels like the front office and the coaching staff and players are, like, on two different levels. Where, like, the front office is like, we're going to become a running team and a defensive team. Mm-hmm. And, like, LaFleur and Rodgers are like, we're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. And they're like, well, this isn't working because our receivers stink. It's like, well, yeah, because something's going to stink. If you are, you know, like, no. you just can't pay every – you can't pay everybody. And that's the issue. That's why it's so important to find a guy on a rookie deal as your quarterback so you can surround him with talent, hope that he's good, and hope that he outplays how much you're spending. That's what you got to do. That's the problem is the window is just closing on these teams that have been good for years now, right? Rams, Bucks, Packers, just guys are hitting free agency. They can't afford them. Holes pop up. Uh, the Bucks, I think they're just all like 50 year old men, and that's the problem. Man. I think <laughs> they're all just old. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Anyways, I, that was oh. a long tangent, but that's. That's what I think of those teams. Sorry, go ahead. I, yeah, I, just to kind of transition, I think I very much agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one common theme is that they're all NFC teams. Which yeah, is, NFC I think, sticks. Yeah, NFC. But. The AFC uh, teams are going to get there in a few years. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, Bills, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Chiefs and Bills will be in the same spot. I bet three years from now, we're wondering what's wrong with them. I'd maybe give it five. I'd probably give yeah, it a little yeah, you more. Know, you, sure, because they're because they're younger. Yeah, but I was gonna say I think my biggest takeaway from this week there's two. I have two big takeaways. One was the Panthers Falcons game. That was a fun game. That was just yeah. a great game to watch. Yeah, and that's it's just so hilarious that. The Falcons are leading the NFC South. Yeah. That, that game decided it. So they're not bad. They're really they, not bad. They're, they're not good. But they're not good. They're I get I feel like they just need a new quarterback. Not that Mariota's bad, but he's very much like Jacoby Brissett, where it's just like he's a backup. I just don't think well, as weird as this sounds, like I don't think their intention this year was to win the division. Yeah, they're just like, oh, wow, well, here we are. I think they just kind of found themselves in this situation because what I will say is if they had intentions on winning the division this year, Marietta wouldn't be the quarterback. Yeah. I think we know that. They're in a rebuild, too, but I think they just sort of, like, won a couple close games that kind of could go either way, games yeah. that they weren't expected to win, and everybody else stinks in their division. Now they're 4-4. Four and four. Um, I do struggle. As much as I do, I do think the Bucks stink, but I do sort of struggle to see them not winning that division. Whereas with the Rams and Packers, like I think both those teams are 
kind of screwed. It's because those divisions are much better. Yeah, because, like, I well, even if you think the Packers are not, like, can get it to get, and if, even if you think, which is a common trend, like, people don't buy the Vikings, um, what their record is. But, like, you got to catch them, which they probably won't do at this point. Um, yeah. And speaking but, speaking of Vikings, before I do my second takeaway, mm-hmm. Vikings pick up TJ Hawkinson, which I think is a good pickup. I think that's a good – it makes I sense think, for them. And I think it's a good – like, not a bad thing for the Lions. No, it's either. not. I mean, you get you, – you invest more in your future. Um, He's not – he wasn't part of the future. He's a pass-catching tight end who, like – I think the name transcends the the name, the reputation transcends the production. Well, he just had a big year last year and it hasn't quite held up to the same Yeah, and just level. under this regime, like they're just sort of like their focus is like like they want tight ends who can block because they want to run the football effectively behind their good O line strength of the team. And when they do go to the outsides, I think, and I think it's going to get worse too for a guy like him. Yeah. And you just can't, you can't pay your third pass catching option that much money because Jamison Williams is going to be playing towards the end of the year and in the future. I just, it makes sense. It made sense to move off, but it makes sense for the Vikings to go all in to try to win right now. And there are rumors that Vikings will pick up Brandon Cooks, the. Texans wide receiver. I, think, I don't know. I, mean, that, uh, I don't know if that's dead. Passed. I think it's the, passed. Yeah, the, the the trade deadline passed today, and Brandon Cooks was not traded. Okay, and I think he was. There was some. He tweeted something, and I think the thought is, is he's kind of annoyed he wasn't traded. <laughs> I I would be too if I were on the Texans. Yes, for especially, sure. Yeah, especially when you could have gone to the Vikings. So yeah. Um, but I think they got better, and they are good. But I think there's a few of those. I think there's a couple NFC teams that that might be, but the problem is, it's like at the same time, it's like who? I try to think of the NFC teams that are probably better. I mean, the Eagles are obviously the number one team probably right now in the NFC. Behind that, I, the Vikings are in that group behind them, but I think I've kind of come away with it thinking the Cowboys and the Niners are also in that. I was gonna say that that was my second takeaway. Oh, okay, my bad. Is that the 49ers with good. McCaffrey are really good? Like they might win the NFC. They I think Eagles obviously mm-hmm. have that top spot. Yeah. And they deserve it. I've kind of been skeptical, but I can't deny anymore. Like they're just the best team. Like, I I think I test I still might take Bills or Chiefs. But oh yeah, for sure. That's a more like, legit question. I think you can't argue really that the Eagles are in the driver's seat of the NFC. Yeah, for sure. And, and so, and when it comes to NFC, yeah. And but I think, I think the question was like, who could be a new challenger? Yeah. And that McCaffrey trade. Yeah. I was like, oh okay, but just seeing it, it was good to see McCaffrey almost like he was in college again. Play one yeah. play. <laughs> Play, not play, not get injured. Play in, in San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. Northern California, wearing red. Yeah. No, that looks good on him. Yeah. He does look good in the Niners uniform. And he so, does. Especially that throwback. Those are just beautiful uniforms. Yeah. But. And I think it takes so much pressure off Debo Samuels, off uh, Greg Kittle, 
off Garoppolo. Uh, Sorry, I, I have to. Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Oh, I said Greg Kittle. Yeah, and, and I said Samuel. Samuels. Gosh, I was thinking. I always think so tight end. Yeah, I can't. Have I think tight end. I think Greg, Greg Olson. Olson. Yeah, uh, for sure. George and Kittle. Samuel seems like it'd be his last name. Debo. So I'm not trying to be like that guy, but no, no. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't want to be embarrassed. Okay. Because yeah. we already, we already, we already made the mistake, the Jacoby Brissett mistake early on in our. Um, podcasting career and so yeah. i don't want that i'm glad i'm glad you caught that for me yeah, so yeah. okay but debo yes, and george yeah yeah you're okay yeah, debo kittle jimmy g takes so much pressure off them yeah they got like, a good line because yeah now you can spread you can spread different options what's the Ayuk? how you say his last name yeah also like i think yeah yeah i branded Ayuk. yeah i think it's Ayuk. but like I, what i like is that like You've got – they're just weird in terms of, like, how versatile they are. Like, I mean, in terms of, like, what they do, but also you have guys who can do multiple things. You have two guys. You have probably the best running wide receiver and the best receiving running back. Yeah. So, like, heck, there's some plays where you could probably play Debo Samuel as a running back and play Christian McCaffrey as a receiver. And switch. It's yeah, just like, you could just do that. They just have so much versatility – and that's why I know this is your this might this is your point, and yeah. I'm agreeing with your point that that sort of upside, even if it hasn't translated right now and early in the season, makes me think San Francisco is more likely to be a challenger to the Eagles than the Vikings and Cowboys right now. Yeah, and I think it's just again big. I'm a big trends guy. I'm big. Yeah. What happened in the past? What? Boy, um, you got to look at the experience yep. that's on these teams. San Francisco just always finds themselves, <laughs> like, in the running. They always right? make it, even if they don't do well. I mean, they weren't a great regular season team last year and made to the NFC Championship and very well could have won the NFC. Yeah, and in turn could have won the Super Bowl. So, yes. Uh, but, yeah, those are my biggest takeaways um, cool. from the NFL. Um Dolphins are a playoff team. They can just uh, – I think the thing that – Dolphins with Tua. The Dolphins – yeah, it, it's – I think Tua's pretty good. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's bad. I think he's fine too pretty good. I sort of sit with a similar spot with Jalen Hurts, but I think they bo- are both put in great positions by their coaches, by their teammates, by the organization as a whole. Um you know, yeah. like just throwing to Ty- Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddles, the best wide receiver combo in the NFL. Probably. Yeah. You know, I was also skeptical about Tyreek Hill because I was like, oh, he's just his receiver and he's really fast. And now he doesn't really have a quarterback that can throw to him. That was my thinking. Turns out he's just really fast, so he's always open so anyone can throw to him. Yeah. <laughs> but I still I still think I was, was not giving Tua enough respect. Yeah. Like, I wasn't either. You know, and Jalen – He's fine. And having Jalen Waddle out there too is yeah. – it's almost like having another Tyree Kill out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, before you it's can – It's the fastest wide receiver combo. If it's not the best, I kind of think it's the best. Yeah. But, well, they're fast, and you know what? They don't really drop the ball that much. If it's thrown to them, they'll yeah. catch it. Yeah. <laughs> they do their job. And yeah. so uh, – I think Tua – there are guys to similar levels of Tua and Jalen Hurts that I think everybody thinks sucks because they're in bad positions. Yeah. But – So props to them for putting these guys in positions to succeed. Yeah. Agreed. 
And anything else in the NFL? I feel like we kind of nailed the big topics. Yeah, those those are the big topics. Um, let's, uh, let's touch on World Series. Um, yeah. All right, Game 3s. Is it right now? Is it this very second? Um, I think it might be. It's in seven minutes. It's in seven minutes. Yeah, so... Um, Do your thing, man. Do your thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, Game 1 was an all-timer. Did you see what happened in Game 1? I Astros I were up saw five score. nothing. <laughs> Phillies came back and tied at five five, and then won in extras. And it was just a fun, exciting game. It was tough because I was pulling for Verlander. I'm pulling for the Phillies to win it, but I want to see Verlander do well. And he did well for a little bit, but then uh, kind of blew the lead there at the end of his start, um, and the Phillies ended up winning. Saturday, the Astros were in control for a majority of the time. I think tonight is gonna like show us a big way in which things are going. Um, the Phillies definitely—it was important for the Phillies to win a game in Houston. Uh, the Phillies are obviously—they're the—they're the hottest team in baseball, um, but the Astros are the best. Yeah. So I think. So what wins? What wins out? Yes, you know? and so I think step one for the Phillies was winning game one specifically, but winning a game in Houston. Yeah. I think you got to hope that um, you just got to protect home field now. Um, I how, think if how I does think it tonight, work? How does it work? Is it so next two games are in Philly, then yeah. back to Houston, then back to Philly, then game seven in Houston? Yep. Um, so I think Philly's going to need to continue. They're in, you know, they're just going to have to pull out a game here in Philly and then. Basically, they're going to have to win two out of three in Philly, and they're going to have to win another one in Houston. That's a tall task. I think tonight is going to be a good indication of where things are going because I think if the Astros can get up in the series, that's tough. They can still obviously do it, but it's tough. It's tough. Uh, um, so right now I'm still leaning towards thinking the Astros pull this thing out. And, but I think instead of thinking it – you know, was six, if not maybe five. I didn't think it was five, but probably six. I think it's going seven, but I'd still give the edge to the Astros. The Phillies are doing what they need to do. The recipe for success, they've been executing. They've so, been executing the recipe. You know, because like there was like, they, it's like they're obviously the underdogs, and it was like yeah. they need to do this in order to win. They've done it so far. Yeah. So, and so I think, I think it just goes back to exactly what you were saying. Is it? Is the best team going to win, or is the hottest team going to win? Yeah. You know, and so yeah, uh, if Houston can put out mm-hmm. the flame that is in Philly, it will yeah. be uh, it'll, it it can definitely be interesting. So yeah, um, if yeah. if only I had any more to say about baseball, which I don't, but um, yeah, let's go let's go NBA a little bit here. Um, my Jazz are good. Mm-hmm. They are. You know they. They had two. They had. I think. I think they'll sort of trend back towards the mean, but I think they're certainly not bad. I think this is the thing for me with the Jazz. Um, I agree. I think the Jazz will likely be like a six seed. That's maybe like the best they'll do. Yeah. Like uh. And I'd say I'd say best. Yeah, I don't. But I think worst thing. I I think obviously like they could be really really bad. You know, any team could blow up, right? But I think like if they're playing this style, assuming people are healthy, I think they make the playoffs, right? I think they at least best six. 
mm-hmm. or worse playing game. Um, the only thing that I think would give me is just like reserves the expectations is that the West is really good. West is really good, but this is why I will say the thing. The only reason why I'm saying this is because so last night Halloween night Jazz played the Grizzlies, beat yep. them pretty good, beat yep. them pretty good. But the two days before, Jazz also played the Grizzlies. They did a back-to-back. Yeah. The way the Jazz won that game spoke to me a lot about them. Essentially, they ended the game on an 8-0 run to pull them up four with a few seconds left. And then Memphis gets three points, but Jazz ended up winning by one. Um, It was... Last year and even the year prior, you have this um, classic jazz, classic, basically blow the fourth quarter, basically choke. Yeah. Um, and the jazz found themselves in a position where they were, at least in the fourth quarter, something I saw is that they kept – within striking distance throughout the fourth quarter. Yeah. Usually, it, it felt like usually Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal and company, they just, they were so streaky. Yeah. it's a ga- It was a game of runs, but it seems like this team is able to strike back quicker and they were just able to, it was a very gritty win, which. And, and you have no one as good as Mitchell or Gobert, obviously, but I think there's something to just having like, tons of options that are fine it's sometimes that's better it's, it's better amazing. if you have the right coach it's amazing which, I which think will hardy right coach. will hardy has yeah very much i'm not gonna say exceed my expectations because this is what i expected him to do and yeah. this is what i thought he would do and i look at that specific game the first game against memphis yeah you have four guys uh 23 points 23 points 21 points 19 points and then you have a couple other guys, 12 points, 11 points. Um, yeah, it's just very, like, spread across the board. It's not, it's not like Donovan Mitchell putting up 30 or 40, and we have to rely on that. I think this team and just their style of play is more consistent, and I like that. Yeah. And when you combine consistency with that grittiness, and you have – I'm not going to say star yet, but I could – I'll say star making in Laurie Markkinen where – Potentially. Where he's – I feel like if he continues to play the way he's playing right now, he will be an all-star. Yeah, he's playing the way that everyone wishes Porzingis would. Exactly. I think he's just <laughs> – and anyway, the Jazz are super fun. Um, Steve Nash uh, – so obviously I'm going to talk about the Jazz, right? But Steve Nash – That's what I want got, to talk about. Got fired today from the Nets. Yeah. And it seems that it's very – Almost certain that the Nets will hire Ime Udoka, yeah. former Cle- uh, Cleveland Celtics coach, Boston also Celtics Also, former coach. Nets assistant. Former Nets assistant. That's where Boston hired him from. Yeah. And so, I think that... I love that. <laughs> it's very NBA. It is. It's that. also, like, I love it from a... Like, I, I don't love that he's getting hired immediately again. <laughs> um, uh, based post, off of allegations. Yeah. Um, or well, not even allegations, just things that did happen. It seems. Um, but in terms of a pure basketball decision, 
I think it's good to try to get somebody that the Nets, you got some egos there. Yeah. So a guy that they presumably respect, and if they didn't respect him before and have that relationship with him before, they should have it now because he coached a, a less talented team to sweep those guys yeah. after being their assistant coach. So they would be in their best, uh, it'd be of their best interest to listen to him. Yeah, I'm. I, I think he can. I think he can. I am higher on them than I was because I just think they stink. But like, and I still don't think they're great. Um, but I think they can be competitive and pretty good and actually smart. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. Uh, it's just to me the Nets are the most. To me the Nets are the best team when they're healthy. I'm not sure if yeah. they are anymore. You have with you James can, Harden, yes. You I can, don't think so without. I, I I would still say. I mean, you can you can make there's arguments to be made, right? You can you can say Warriors, right? Uh, you could say the Suns. You could say Milwaukee. I would say just I think this is Kevin Durant's kind of last go. Oh yeah. You know, uh, like this year, um, I think him and Kyrie when they're on the floor together, they're just very they're just tough to stop. And then you have really awesome I would say above role players Joe Harris mm-hmm. Claxton yeah. is a solid just lanky athletic center yeah. um, I I was gonna say Nash for some reason but obviously that's not the case but I I but you can't rely on them you can't rely on Kevin Durant being healthy you can't rely no. on Kyrie being healthy or doing his job the, or yeah, whatever I, given whatever social or religious purposes and <laughs> <laughs> that, that we won't get or into anti-religious purposes. or anti-religious purposes <laughs> i guess yeah um I, I just think i think i think your statement i get your point and i agree um but i think the statement of they win healthy when everything's clicking that they're the best team was true two years ago i don't think it is today yeah i, I guess think that window is gone i guess we'll see yeah we'll like, see i don't think they have I don't think they can win the East. I don't think they can do it. As of right now, no, but let's see what happens with Udoka. Yeah. Assuming he gets hired, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I was just going to touch on um, there's like three random teams that are just really good. Mm-hmm. And the, the Trailblazers, yeah. the Cavs, and the Spurs. The Cavs makes sort of sense. Cavs does, sense. does make sense. Spurs, Trailblazers makes no sense. Um. Donovan Mitchell, speaking of which, I, you know, good for him. He's playing really great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i not sure how sustainable that is and how lasting that can be, but I'm curious to see. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, other than that, really nothing. Lakers Spurs, suck. I don't even say about Spurs. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what? I, don't, I think I don't just Popovich is a good coach. Yeah. Just like he always has and always will be a good coach, so – but let's do a little preview of college basketball. Sorry, one last thing I wanted to add about the NBA. Let's go NBA and then – okay, say your thing, then we'll go college um, basketball. The Warriors, he was signed just as a two-way guy, but he's been playing and playing well in spots. But, dude, Ty Jerome <laughs> has been good. Like, he's coming off the bench. He's in their rotation tonight. That, honestly, that's good for him, man. Also, like, it sort of makes sense. So I got I got to call – like, give a shout-out to my UVA guy – or guys whenever they're 
popping off in the NFL or NBA. Mostly NBA, not really NFL. I do the same with BYU, um, yeah. so checks but out. But he, he's just the – that's the perfect fit, playing with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, playing within the Warriors system. That's like that's what Ty Jerome's made for. You know, can I – I'm not going to disagree, but I will say I feel like any player can play well in that system. Yes, I guess my point is more – He's the sort of guy that's perfect for the Warriors. Yeah, uh, I, I as always, a bench guard. It's like I always thought like Jimmer would be so well in that spot, just a guy that come off the bench for the Warriors, just to shoot threes and be offensive. I, I think Ty Jerome, although not quite the shooter Jimmer was, brings more he's better at everything else. He's a good playmaker. Yeah. He brings better. Oh, oh, he's not all a right, good, all right. You say playmaker. Like he's a great playmaker. Initiating offense. But you gotta watch some Jimmer highlights then, because if you want to talk about playmaker, that dude was it. At least, at least at the college level. And right? like what? I mean, like I'm not trying to. No, to I disrespect I will, Jimmer, but I will I will take Jimmer to the grave with me if I have to. I'll die on I'm the saying, hill. With, with Ty Jerome, I think you get. You get better defense. That's the that's the main thing. You get and a he's guy more athletic. Who can play? Yeah, and, and, but not, he honestly probably isn't more athletic. Actually, he's six five and can't dunk. All right. Yeah. Well. Um, anyways, maybe. okay. He's he's um he does some of those other things that let you succeed at an NBA level that Jimmer didn't. Probably. Ty Jerome's style of play. Is much more suited for the NBA than Jimmer. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jimmer yeah, yeah, yeah. has to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, yeah. Which no which NBA Jerome team. Jerome can play on ball, off ball. Both. Jimmer very needs to be well. on ball. Yeah, which is what's will, nice yeah. about which is what's really nice about Jerome is that he can. This no one cares about this conversation, so we'll wrap it up. But like, he is a great. Uh, he was a point guard his first two years with UVA. No. Like a pure, he's the starting point guard as a sophomore, backup point guard. It's a freshman. When we won the national championship his junior year before he went pro, he was playing three. Yeah. Three for us. He's definitely more versatile. He's just versatile. And versatile guards who can shoot and have good playmaking ability are great fits for the Warriors, and he does that very well. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. There we go. I I agree. No, I I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, College basketball? Yeah, let's talk a little college b-ball. What do we want to do? Do we just want to look at, like – the rankings and stuff. That's what talk I'm talking about. Who we think is real and who's not. Yeah, let's um, let yeah, let's just do that. I'm just looking at the rankings right now. Um, off the bat, and this is what's so great about college basketball is that these rankings don't matter. No, they really they don't. Really don't. They literally don't, but it's fun. I'm glad yeah. we have. Okay, and I'm seeing this. Kansas and Baylor are both five. Yeah. Wait, why are we tying rankings when it doesn't matter? Yeah, like let's it's just, just let's just put one out five, one at six. Yeah. Even in college football, right? Like it just doesn't matter. Obviously, unless it's a college football ranking, but um, all right. Initially off the bat, I know Houston's good, but I don't think they're number three. Like. I I I can't ever. No matter how athletic they are, no matter how good they are, they'll probably have like four losses this year. Like they'll have a great record, and the American Conference is actually a decent conference. But I can't just instinctively say that they're 
better than Kentucky or Kansas or Baylor or Duke, the likes of those teams. I oh. very much disagree. I Okay, why, why don't you educate me then? Because Houston just did a secret scrimmage with Duke and kicked their butts. Start. Um, I will say, though, um, sorry, I'm not trying to, like, I no, get it. No. It's Houston. And I think no, that's I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just crying on the inside. Don't worry. <laughs> no, don't sorry, don't worry I, about I think, my. I think part of your, it's not like my mom listens to this. You know. <laughs> I guess I think your I'm sure your point is also just sort of like, uh, like strength just, of conference. Yes, and just it's like it's not your traditional versus when comparing to the traditional teams. Correct. You know, that's a hundred percent. What it is. Um, what I will say though, is if you are a non-traditional team ranked that high, there's usually a reason. It's because they return a lot on what was a team that almost made the final four. That was like a few minutes away from making the final four last year. That and what, they made the final four the year before, right? No, they I did. I mean, no, I'm, and this is probably their best team on paper going into this year. And I think that's kind of like maybe where I have doubts where it's just college basketball is such like a mental game. Mm-hmm. Especially the tournament is. Tournament for sure. Specifically. And you have these – it, it gives me Memphis vibes almost. Mm-hmm. Not quite to that extent. Like They've Memphis. It, yes, which is also – Memphis hasn't really proven much. For Memphis has not really – proven much ever since well they they were good when they got rid of uh the The all-star all-star himself but i i'm curious to see i need to look at the schedule real quick um oh that's like houston out of conference yeah yeah i mean they do have some good games they play at oregon they've got um yeah at oregon in november they have saint mary's at home they have Alabama at home, and then December 17th, I will be in attendance for Houston at UVA. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that's a sick Likely. game. Likely. Yeah. Hopefully my dad's listening to this because I'm pretty sure we're going. So <laughs> he, he I, had mentioned that like we would probably end up. Yeah. And, and, and this so. is and this is all honest. This, to be honest, it's hard for me to make a judgment. It's really hard because when I, I have to watch him play. I do you know? too. I do too. I just really like this team. And per- like, honestly, like I- I'm glad you did this and started off with talking about them because like, honestly, and that we disagree on this a lot. Like, honestly, my preseason national champion is Houston. Wow. Okay. That's uh... a large part is let's talk about some of these other teams. I think all of these other teams at the top, I don't really believe it. Yeah, like I look at UNC, people are, I think you said it best, whether it was on air or not. That, I don't think it was on air. That just people are gonna be so high on UNC. For that, like a six game sample size. Yeah, and they'll be they'll be top ten. They'll be top, top ten, maybe top five. Yeah. But by you know, default. Yeah. Really and you have, you know, Big Cot and you have um well, everyone. Yeah, you literally everyone. Except to Manic. Caleb Love, that's what I was going to say. Caleb Love. They got R.J. Davis, right? Yeah, R.J. Leaky, Davis. Leaky, Leaky Black. Black is back. Um, they Puff got, Johnson. Yeah, Puff Johnson is back. They've got um, 
a grad transfer or transfer big man in Peter Nance, who was like the best player for Northwestern, to play the four position for them, replacing Manic. I think it's going to be key. Like, does that guy bring that? And also, I think, you know, Baycott is insanely good. He's first team All American level good. That guy can rebound. He can rebound. He's a. He is a traditional, he is your Roy Williams prototypical big man. Yeah. Like, just beefy, big, post player, rebounder, does all those things, runs the court It's like the well. Bryce Johnson, Kennedy Meeks exactly. guy is um, what he is. Isaiah Hicks, you know those yeah. guys. He just fits that mold really, really well. Um, more my issue is, like, I think everyone, casual college basketball fans are, like, Caleb Love is amazing. Caleb Love can be amazing, but when he's not amazing, he is horrible. Yeah. And he's a cancer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so RJ Davis, I really like too. He's solid. Um, but I think this team goes where Caleb Love goes. If Caleb Love plays like tournament Caleb Love, they'll be the best team in the country. I don't buy it though. Yeah, no, yeah, consistency. Also like, yeah, and it's like, how could UNC not be the best team in the country going into the season? It's like, we were talking about whether they made the tournament two weeks before the tournament. Yeah. They were on the bubble. It goes until back until that Duke win. It goes back to almost the World Series, hottest team versus best team. UNC got hot. Yeah. Right at that and And you know what happens when those teams get hot and they go deep and they win it or lose in the championship? They turn into UCLA. Yeah, and I'm talking any sport. <laughs> yeah. Like Bengals, right? Yeah. They'll probably make the playoffs. There's will a, they do much? If there's a drop off. It? No, like that. It happens in every sport. Yeah, I feel like those teams that get hot at the right time. There's a there's a drop off. Um, there's a drop off. Um. So again, by default, because they return all that production, they're very good. I just don't think they're number one. Yeah, which is fair. You have Gonzaga too. Drew Timmy is like yeah. fifty years old. I'm actually maybe. low on them as well. Um. Well, it's just going to be the same thing every year with Gonzaga where they – like this year they play Michigan State. They play Texas. Pretty sure they did the same thing last year. They play Baylor. Okay, can we point out that that Michigan State game is on an aircraft carrier? It is on an aircraft aircraft carrier. So that that is not relevant to anything. I just think it's awesome and I'm excited. I hope it's super windy or rainy. No, because then it won't happen. I need to watch it happen. (laughs) No, you see Drew Timmy (laughs) – you see, like, remember like Draymond Green versus Tyler Hansborough? Yeah. And those like camo uniforms on the aircraft carrier. Those I'm so cam- excited for that. Those camo uniforms. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. But anyway, yeah. anyway, basically what Gonzaga does every year is they stack their non-conference. Mm-hmm. Um, usually do very well. Usually do pretty well. They'll drop two, I think. They'll probably uh, lose to Baylor and Texas in my guess. Wow, that is a really stacked non-conference. Uh, they also have Respect Alabama. Them for doing that. Yeah, well, it's and um, and they're gonna go undefeated in the WCC. They might, might, might drop one. I think they might drop a game or two. I really think this Gonzaga team. Are we basing them being good off of anything n- not Drew Timmy related? Who else do they bring back that's of that that you can surely count on? will be good because i think the issue is like i just don't think they have the guards that they've had the last couple years i really don't 
Yeah, I gotta... Also, they, they played a public scrimmage. I'm talking a lot about secret scrimmages, which, like, I think is unfair um, to <laughs> account for. But they played a full-on five-on-five televised scrimmage. Basically, a full game setting. Right? Yeah. Played Tennessee, lost by 19. Yeah, but... That's concerning. But I... This is something I will say about those. I, I can never take those like into account all that yeah much. maybe they're not showing the looks or like you're just playing yeah you're trying new things like you're not like yeah. legitimately yeah um, i think i think there is a concern that there's a drop off in guards and that with that being said you don't have um you don't have a Suggs type guy you don't have a nemhard type guy but uh, you don't have a kispert level shooter um, they they do they do return two of their guards. I'm I'm just looking at this right Hunter now. Hunter Salas, right? Uh, he came off the bench. So they're he's a sophomore. So yeah, he does he does return, but they have Strother. um Rasir Bolton, Rasir Bolton, Petersburg guy, Richmond guy. Yeah, uh, and they bring back Julian Strother. Yeah, those guys can shoot. I those guys they those guys torched BYU last yeah, yeah. year, and so they like shoot. they can shoot. Like they're like they're going to be a good team. Obviously, yeah, no one's. No one's going to dispute that, but no. um, I just—I guess my point is they couldn't get it done in previous years, and I think they couldn't get it done take, in previous years take, with better teams. Yes, with, that's my point, and that doesn't mean that they, they could win the national championship this year with the worst team. Uh, that happens, uh, right? Kansas has had better teams than they did last year, uh, and not won the championship. With that being said, what I will say though with Gonzaga is I think. I, I really think this team is not as good as last year and the year before. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, and I and I would agree. Doesn't so. mean they're not a top five team still, but I don't think they're as good. Yeah. Again, I, I just have to see them play. It doesn't matter who they play, whether it's a good or a bad team. Yeah. Like just, just by looking at them, yeah, you can tell a lot. But yeah. all right, let's wrap up with this take mm-hmm. of Kentucky, Kansas, I also don't think are that great. Baylor will be pretty good. Duke I don't think is that great. Anyways, I think everybody stinks. <laughs> I love that. That's sort of like my take. I love that we a, talked like yeah. in depth about Gonzaga, UNC, and Houston, and then Kansas, Baylor, Duke, and Kentucky. <laughs> you were just like, I think, they stink. I, I they stink. Kentucky, oh, They're not wow. Good. Bryce Harper home run. Live wow. reaction, by the way. Wow, we crushed that. Okay, anyways, yeah, but to transition, I'll, I just wanted to throw out there as well, Kentucky and Kansas are sort of the next teams. Um... We, we hear somebody going it's, wild. You know who it is? It's our buddy Scout. Oh, it's Scout. Who lives above us. Yeah. Shout out, hey, shout out Scout. Yeah. But yes, this is what the Phillies need to do. They need to win this game to win the World Series. And if they do, I think they got a better chance than anybody. But I think Kansas, they lost a lot. Kansas did lose a lot. And I look at Kentucky, they bring back Oscar. Sheeway. But, but yeah, Sheeway, hey. he's... um. You know, Oscar Shibway, he's a guy who has had some knee issues in the offseason, had a, a minor surgery, but signed a monitor. They've got other guys as well. Um, he was the player of the year last year, right? He, yeah, he is very good. He is very good, but they lose a guy like uh, Ty Ty Washington and Kellen Grady. You know, I think they are they're very good, but I sort of think – I think they'll be similar to, to last year. Uh, you know, I take back – Do they bring back they Severe Wheeler? Out. Yes. I, I love they him. do. But yeah, you know, I think they may be I'm being a little harsh on Gonzaga, a little harsh on UNC, 
a little harsh on Kentucky. They're probably still top 10, if not top five teams. Um, and they deserve to be ranked where they are. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think Kansas is overrated. Yeah. I don't think they're that good. That's, this year. that's fair. They're top, they're top 15. They're going to be around 15. But, all right, let's – Anyways, uh, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say to wrap up, what team do you think – you look at these rankings and what team here could surprise people? Whether uh, – Everyone's going to hate my answer. Say what team's going to surprise people? Be Virginia. Why do you say that? They return their six top players from last year. On a team that if you ran back, you none of them got better. Let's say none of them got better. They're a tournament team this year. The reason they didn't make the tournament last year is because they lost to Navy and JMU in November, December. And but then they got better towards the end. No. They it, if it were on their conference, like they probably would make the tournament. No. With that being said, they also bring in four four-star freshmen. They also bring in a proven mid um, G5, like mid-major uh, guy in Ben Vanderplas, who's going to be a great six-man for us. The guy who eliminated Virginia when he played for Ohio. He's the one who torched <laughs> us, and we lost. And he's named after the Bennett family. That's his first name is Bennett, off of t- based off Tony Bennett's name. He's named his dad knew the Bennett family and named him after uh, Dick and Tony Bennett. That's perfect. Um, m- m- mostly after Dick Bennett. But the freshmen are as good as advertised based off of early reports um, within the program. Uh, specifically, Isaac Squared is what people call him. There's two white guys named Isaac McNeely, Isaac Trout, one from West Virginia, one from Nebraska. One's like a stretch four or five shooter guy. The other's like a 6-3, think Tyler Hero, Kyle Guy, Joe Harris type shooter. Um, so they got all those guys. The guys who came back, return. You're bringing in a lot of experience. With fifth-year guy, a sixth-year guy in Ben Vanderplas. Fifth-year guys in Kia Clark and Jaden Gardner, who are very solid, good players, especially Jaden Gardner. Yeah, Jaden Gardner's fun to watch. The best player on this, a potential, everyone really thinks Reese Beekman's going to take that jump to be the best player. And I think he could very well do that, um, be the best or second best player. But all indications are that the best player on this team, it looks like, is going to be Caden Shedrick, the center. Um, he's the guy who, if anyone knows, uh, he kind of looks like Jackson Mahomes. He's this big, springy, big man. He put on a lot of weight. He's very skilled. Um, great shot blocker. Maybe the best shot blocker Tony Bennett's had outside of maybe Mamadi Diakite. Darion Atkins, Akil Mitchell, Jay Huff, um, in that realm. But yeah, I just think I think they're not national championship good, but I think they are. They will uh, surprise people. They will be top, top, definitely top twenty-five. Very good shot. Probably the main competitor, in my opinion, to UNC. Um, besides maybe Duke, but I think this Virginia team is going to be better than Duke, and I think this team's a three or four seed. Uh, maybe could be better though. Anyways, there's my Virginia rant. What about you? Uh, I was going to say one team, but I've decided not to because I don't think 
I was going to say Creighton, but I actually don't think they'll really surprise people. I think they'll be good. I actually think they're a little overrated. Um, yeah, nine is high. Yeah, I, I don't think they're with that, top ten. With that, it's also hard with these because I look at a lot of these teams and I go, I feel like everyone's too high, but I'm also like, what but else? are they? Yeah, like, what else? If, if, they're, if everyone's too high, <laughs> are they not too high? And then is everyone too low then yeah uh I'll, i'm gonna go with illinois i think illinois will be they they very well will be, be a, a really good team mainly because they got rid of the like the most annoying player to watch for me ever i he has to be up there <laughs> is curbello yeah he's curbello. and he's gone and they added meyer uh oh they did i forgot about they that. added him which i think is a great addition yeah, from Baylor. Yeah, the Baylor. They've got one of Baylor the best point guards in the country, freshman. Yeah, and so I think Illinois. Oh, Terrence Shannon. Yeah, he was the best player on that Texas Tech team. Yeah, actually. they. They're they're talented. They're going to be good. They're twenty three on these on these rankings. Ca- uh, sorry, I'm I'm sorry. I just get excited about this. Oh no, no you're, that's that's why we need a whole episode. But uh, the question that I have for you about Illinois, though is convince me why they won't be insanely stupid. That's it. Just just can tell tell me and the listeners why I should think because the talent has never been an issue with them. They're always talented. Yeah. But they're so I wanted to say a cuss word, but they're just so freaking stupid. They're so dumb. They, they, they all. Last year, they were very frustrating to watch. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with two their years guards. ago. They were really good. Yeah, really, really good. Um, last year, they're still good. They're just good. I also, I also think a couple. I'll say a couple things. I think you you get rid of <laughs> players like Amani Bates, players like Andre Corbello. You get rid of these guards that try to do too much and maybe have one good game a year. Yeah. Um, and. More of like an ego gets in the way. Um, you get rid of those players and you add new blood, yeah. uh, and you add experienced blood, right? So you mix with some young talent. Yeah, exactly. So you have um, Myers. Like he's a smart player. Shannon exactly. Is a smart player. Exactly. And then, teams where you play smart. Texas Tech and Baylor are smart teams. And when you have these incoming freshmen coming in. Um, that, that's redundant and incoming freshmen coming in. But you have these new freshmen coming in, looking at these guys who are going to play experience, play smart. Uh, they're going to be calm. They they know the limelight. Uh, what's their coach's name? The Illinois coach. It's um, Underwood. Brad Underwood. Brad. That's it. The dude that just yells. Recruits really well. Yells maybe more than Bruce Pearl. Um, I, I just think he's a good coach. Um, Sometimes, I think I think he's I think him and the, and the staff. Prove it here yeah, I think and I think that I think they prove us that okay. they're that they're a top ten team. Okay, cool. It'll be really interesting to see. There's going to be some really great non-conference um, games the week end before um, Thanksgiving. There's a tournament, a four-team tournament. Uh, matchups are set in Vegas: Virginia versus Baylor, UCLA versus Illinois. Winner plays winner the day two days after loser plays loser two days after. So there's a very there's a chance that our two look for these teams. I think they're underrated teams play. 
in non-conference. Which would be fine. Also, two teams I also think are good, if I can throw these out there. Yeah, say it real quick and we'll wrap up. Okay, yeah. Tennessee, I think, is good. They really took it to Gonzaga. Yeah, Hendon Hookers. Oh, wait, we're talking basketball. Yes. There's not a better team between the two sports right now, or school, I mean. Um, uh, But I think... They're really good. They really took it to Gonzaga. So, you know, you could use that as to why. You can use other things of, oh, well, they might be trying other stuff. Maybe that's why Gonzaga didn't do as well. But I think, you know, no matter what sets you're running, no matter who you're playing, if you can beat Gonzaga by 19, I think you're really darn good. Um, Texas also worked Arkansas in a scrimmage as well. Um, I think Arkansas is a pretty good team as well. So I think this Texas team. Musselman always has a good team. Yeah. And he'll yeah. he'll make them competitive. Yeah. So if somebody's beating them, I take that as a very good thing as well. Yeah. So I'm going to say Virginia and then throw in Texas and Tennessee as some really good teams as well. Throw in the orange tees. And Houston as my too early national champion uh, with dark horses of Texas and Tennessee. I think they're better than Virginia, those two teams. Yeah. Those teams could win national championships. I, I can't get – I have to – whatever. I'm we'll just get more say, into this. I think uh, we will be talking, I bet, throughout the winter mostly about college basketball, honestly. Yeah. Once football season's over. It's not That's fair. Cool. Till next time? Yeah, let's do it. Till next time. Tanner, say hi to everyone. Hey, everybody. There we go. That's Tanner. Till next right. time. See ya.